0: I bring you grace and mercy and peace from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ, and greetings from the Northern Illinois District of the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod. Or as I was leaving my congregation, see, I grew up in Watertown, so we were out there yesterday, but uh, we're going to start calling it the Southern Southern Wisconsin District because I'm a cheesehead, okay? Well, a, few year, a year ago or so, uh, my wife and I were in New York City, and uh, what do they call New York City? The city that never sleeps. How many of you have been to New York City? Quite a place, huh? And uh, as we were walking around New York City, we went to, uh, whoops, we went to St. Patrick's Cathedral, and we saw a sign there that said, a church for the city that never sleeps sleeps and maybe you feel like you never sleep or you don't get enough sleep enough rest maybe you feel like life is hassled and busy and maybe sometimes you feel like even your church life is a little bit hassled and busy and we all struggle in these days between the urgent the things you need to get done that seem never to get done and once you get them done you need to do them again and the important if I asked you today what are the important things that you have to do what would they be and who are the important people In your lives and is there a connection between today the important things that you have to do and the important people in your lives the readings this summer the gospel readings have been from the Gospel of Mark probably the oldest of the Gospels the shortest of the Gospels And it's kind of cool how Mark tells the story. So Mark gets his information from Peter, the apostle. And he doesn't tell long stories. He tells shorter stories. He doesn't have long dialogue. He has short dialogue and he has words like immediately. Immediately Jesus did this, and immediately Jesus went there, and immediately, and if he's not using the word immediately, he uses the two words at once. I challenge you, maybe just read Mark chapter 5 today, and find out how the story of Jesus is told, but there's some speed to it, immediately, at once. And in the story, as you heard it read, you should have noticed this. That Jesus was interrupted. Jesus is interrupted as he gets off the boat by Jairus. My little daughter is sick. Come and heal her. And as he's headed, Toward Jairus' house, he's interrupted again. How do you deal with interruptions? Do you like being interrupted? Interrupted at work or interrupted at home? Maybe you're watching your uh, favorite uh, TV program. How do you deal with interruptions? And how have you dealt with interruptions in your life when something came your way that threw you for a loop? How in the world did that happen? Why in the world did that happen? We were just talking about even here at Grace, you've been interrupted, if you would, by a couple of pastors who who have taken calls and interrupted for the first time having a vacancy in the senior pastor role. All those interruptions can bother us a little bit. But I am here to tell you that perhaps God has interrupted your life and mine. Certainly has interrupted my pastoral ministry with a new role. And you know, when you're interrupted, you get a little uncomfortable and a little bit uneasy. And He's interrupted you. And I'm here to tell you this morning, He's going to interrupt you again. He's going to interrupt me again. He's going to interrupt grace again because it's not about us. It's about Him. It's about His purpose. It's about His will. It's about His plan. Expect to be interrupted. And when you are interrupted, take the interruptions as a person of faith. Are you still open to be interrupted by God? for another purpose. Well, I have uh, moved out of pastoral ministry into a district role and uh, so I have an alb and a stole and I put it in my vehicle and that's where it stays as I go from place to place. And a couple weeks ago I went to a place in Chicago I had never been, River Grove. And we got there early, and it was a hot Sunday morning, just like it is here this morning. And we got there, we got a little bit settled where we were going, and said, let's go for a walk. So my wife and I, Marie, went for a walk. And as we're walking down the sidewalk, a man pulls up in a car. I'm wearing one of those funny pastor shirts, and he yells out of his window, Hey, Father, could you help me? I knew what that meant. I held onto my wallet as fast as I could. I knew what he wanted. And I thought, do I have a five? Do I have a ten? Do I have a twenty? And my wife kept walking, and I walked over to his car. He said, Hey, Father. Yeah? He said, Yesterday, we buried my brother. Could you give me a blessing? I said, well, what was, your, what was your brother's name? Martin. I said, what's your name? Scott. And we thanked God for Martin's life, and we prayed God's blessings, the blessing of Jesus Christ upon Scott's life. And at the end, as we're standing there on that hot sidewalk in the street, I blessed him in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Father. And he pulls off. I was interrupted. And to be very honest, I'm kind of embarrassed to tell you that I thought that the first thing that that guy wanted was money. I was wrong. I was surprised, yes, very surprised that he wanted a blessing. He wanted to talk about his brother and I had the opportunity to share in my interruption a word or two about Jesus one thing I failed to do was say, right down the street is a church that brings the comfort and hope of Jesus. A good interruption. Maybe you and I need to be more alert to those surprises, those interruptions that God is going to bring your way. You're going to be doing your business And you're going to maybe even think they want something other than they want or something other than they need. Like Jairus. Jairus is an important man. He's got a lot of people who have to listen to him. He's a synagogue ruler. But in desperation, you've maybe had a child who's been sick. And his little girl, 12 years old, is sick unto death. And even though it probably wasn't politically right, correct, for Jairus to go to Jesus, Jairus goes to Jesus with a request. My little girl is sick. Will you come to my house and help her? Jairus has a need. And he understands that that need can be answered by Jesus. Now if I asked you this morning why you're in church this morning when you could probably be doing something else, would you be like Jairus and say, I too have a need. I have a deep spiritual need that only Jesus can fill. As Jesus graciously goes to Jairus' house, Jesus is interrupted. Now there's always a throng of people around Jesus, hustling and bustling. And you know, well, maybe some of you have been down to Summerfest, but my guess is that when you're walking through Summerfest, there's lots and lots of people, and there are probably lots and lots of sweaty people these days, but they're rubbing shoulders with each other. They're bumping into each other. Except this woman just doesn't bump into Jesus. She grabs on to Jesus. She just wants to touch his cloak. She has a need. Isn't it interesting you have Jairus, who's an important guy, and this woman, who's a social outcast because of what she's dealing with, grabs on to Jesus. She doesn't bump into him. She too has a need. For healing, Would you read it with me? At once, Jesus realized that power had gone out from him. He turned around in the crowd and asked, Who touched my clothes? I love the response of the disciples. I love it. You see the people crowding against you? His disciples answered, And yet you ask, Who touched me? What a silly question to ask, Jesus. The disciples are scolding Jesus. Don't be asking silly questions like that. But she didn't just bump into Jesus. She wanted healing from Jesus. And some power had been unleashed. Now does that mean that every time somebody bumped into Jesus they were healed? No. But when you grab onto Jesus knowing that you have a need that he only he can feel power went out of him and she is healed. She knows she is healed. And if we get it right through word and sacrament this morning You are going to walk out of here this morning knowing that your sins are forgiven and knowing that you are healed because you will touch him and he will feed you. Then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, that she'd been healed, came and fell at his feet and trembling with what fear? Why is she trembling with fear? Those annoying disciples? Maybe she thought she could get healing from Jesus, but she could be anonymous. Is he going to yell at her? Is he going to yell at you? He could have. He could. And she told him, I love how Mark says it, she told him the whole truth. He said to her, daughter, your faith has healed you. You came with a need and you knew that I was going to answer that need. Your faith has healed you. Go in peace. The Greek word is is irene. If your name is Irene, your name means peace in Greek. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering wow it's okay to interrupt Jesus and it's okay for you to be interrupted and friends it's okay for grace to be interrupted because the real presence of Jesus changes things I got a friend and he calls me and I call him and this is how he refers to God. The big guy upstairs. Hey, Pastor, what do you think the big guy upstairs would think about this? Or what about the big what do you think the big guy upstairs would think about that? Or some people talk about the universe. The universe is for me, or the universe is against me. Or the great spirit or whatever. That's not God. The God of the Bible is the God who is really present. He is in heaven, and He came down to earth. He not only came down to earth, but He took on a body. A body like yours. He's really present. Isn't that what we say about baptism, that He's really present? When you got baptized, He was really present. We don't say, I was baptized. We say, I am baptized. And this morning when you reach out and receive Holy Communion, you're not just getting bread and wine, but the very body and blood of Jesus. The real presence of Jesus changes things. You have walked with God. You will be fed by God The real presence of Jesus means that. He comes down. And he not only heals Jairus' daughter and the woman with a flow of blood. He not only heals you and forgives your sins. But he gives your life. That's the gospel. That is what makes Christianity unique. Not that you climb a ladder to God. But God climbs a ladder to you. So that you might know the real presence of God forever and for eternity. The real presence of God that is He's laid in a grave like my relatives are laid in a grave and your relatives are laid in the grave. But those who die in Christ await glory and resurrection as He rose. He interrupts death. It's interesting that the scriptures only record three accounts of Jesus raising somebody from the dead. Jairus' daughter, the widow of Nain, and who was his friend, the guy that starts with L, I always forget. Lazarus, yeah, Lazarus. And of course, his own resurrection. And yours. And mine he even interrupts death he interrupts your pity party he interrupts your fear he interrupts maybe the the lump you have in your gut today about your future he shows up and so he goes to Jairus's house he takes mom and dad And you remember that when he gets there, they interrupt him. The people who hanged around Jairus' house interrupt Jesus and the family and say, don't bother Jesus, the little girl is dead. But Jesus is going to interrupt death. And Jesus is going to interrupt sin. Jesus is going to interrupt me. And Jesus is going to interrupt you. Get used to it. Your life is hidden with God in Christ. Little girl, get up. And she gets up. This Jesus interrupts. Either Jesus is annoying or Jesus has a plan. We could vote on it. Is Jesus annoying? Or does Jesus have a plan? So, like Jesus, walk slowly through the crowd. Maybe someone today is going to interrupt you. Or maybe you need to interrupt somebody else. Maybe they're in a funk and you need to interrupt them. Maybe their marriage is struggling and you need to interrupt them with a text or a phone call or a little love. Maybe you need to interrupt conflict with forgiveness. And maybe your congregation, you need to walk slowly with the crowd even at the 4th of July parade. Because someone may surprise you They may not want your money, but they do need your Savior. And you need your Savior too. God grant you that for Jesus' sake. Amen.